0: This is Rhea. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Oh, it feels so good to say that. I have missed you. This year, 2019, marks 50 years since we, human people, visited the moon for the first time. I've always been fascinated by the moon landing, and I got to thinking, what would the moon have to say about it? That little question sparked this story. But first, did you think I was going to come back with my very first episode of my new season without scheduling a guest? (laughs) Okay, confession time. I did not actually schedule a guest. Pilar kind of just showed up looking for an entirely different place. Allow me to explain. I have a small sign in my door that reads L-S-F-T-P for Little Stories for Tiny Pillows. I mean, people. Ugh, gosh, maybe I need more coffee today. Anyway, my sign reads L-S-F-T-P. And, wouldn't you know it, there just so happens to be a lunar school for tap-dancing people. They go to the moon to tap dance, obviously. Lunar school for tap-dancing people. L-S-F-T-P. When Pilar showed up wearing tap shoes and a spacesuit. She was a bit disappointed to find that I was in fact not preparing to travel to the moon with a troop of fellow tap dancers. But she was also a little bit relieved because she's not actually a tap dancing person at all. She's a tap dancing rabbit. She'd been fretting all morning about being the only rabbit in the troupe, so now she at least has a little extra time to prepare for that. Friends, enough preamble. Please welcome Pilar, the tap-dancing rabbit, to the studio. Pilar, take off your helmet. There we go. With that helmet, you wouldn't be able to hear the story. Hmm? Pardon? Oh, no. There isn't any tap dancing in the story. Okay, okay. Well, don't leave because of that. I will try to add tap dancing to the story. Will you stay and listen? Whew. Moving on. Let's get started. Our story today is called The Moon's Side of the Story. Take it away, Fern. Remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. For all his long life, as he just floated there, slowly orbiting the big blue planet below, everything was pretty same old, same old. Save for lightning pricking the sky, tornadoes sweeping across land and sea, wildfires, and the occasional volcano eruption, the big blue planet below was kind of blah. Yeah, okay. It was clearly teeming with life. In fact, there was a lot going on down there at any given time. But to Moon, who'd seen it all before from his eternal perch, and had never served as a moon anywhere else, it all amounted to a low hum in the background of his own life. And that was fine. Moon passed his nights, making sure his craters were nice and hollow, dusting off his favorite patch of land. The dust was impossible. He could simply never get on top of it. And reading. Moon loved to read. There wasn't much going on otherwise, no parties to go to. One thing to know about moons is they can't socialize with one another. They're always traveling, and they just never seem to cross paths, you could say. Occasionally, Moon would receive an asteroid from another moon with a message scrawled across it. It might say something like, Blue planet Moon, how are you lately? I saw you out of the corner of my orbit recently, which by the time you receive this probably means three years ago. LOL, isn't space fun? Moon sighed. He didn't really want to pen pal if they had no chance of ever meeting. But Moon didn't need any excitement, and he didn't need any company. Same thing every night since the beginning. Craters, dust, reading, repeat, forever and ever and ever and ever. Huh, that's weird, Moon thought, one night after countless nights of sameness. Something was going on down there. Moon thought perhaps he was just seeing things. So he put on his glasses, and he peered down at the big blue planet. And he gasped. Moon couldn't believe it. He readjusted his glasses. Now, Moon thought he'd seen it all. The blue planet was an active place, always changing. Things were growing all over it. Moon had observed all this from a detached distance, over the edge of his reading material. But this was something new. There were tiny pinpricks of light, all in one area. How is that possible? Those lights were not raging around like wildfires. They were not disappearing like lightning. They were staying on. They were tiny. As time went on, there were more pricks of light. They were covering wider and wider areas of the blue planet. Not all of it. Not nearly all of it, but certain places were brighter all the time. There were other strange things happening, too. Occasionally, there were loud sounds, followed by something zipping up into the blue planet sky and exploding outward <coughs> in all directions, in beautiful colors. They were incredible. Moon ached to see more of them. They made him feel like anything was possible. Time went on, years and years. The pinpricks of light covered more and more land. There were parts of the big blue planet that were lit up all the time. Moons started seeing new kinds of activity around the blue planet. There were suddenly contraptions... Sailing through the skies. Moon had glimpsed flying dinosaurs many, many years earlier. These were not those. Now he often glimpsed tinier flying dinosaurs. Okay, fine. We call them birds. Moving on. Moon saw birds all the time flitting about down there. But these things were not dinosaurs, and they were not the tiny dinosaurs we call birds. No, they were much bigger. They zipped around the blue planet all day and all night. Where were they going? What were they doing? Moon sighed. It was a lot to take in. Still, Moon adjusted to all of it like a champ. He kept on doing his normal things. Crater upkeep, dusting, reading. Occasionally, he'd get more asteroids sent his way from across the galaxy. He received one that read, Greetings, Blue Planet Moon. What? I say, what is going on in that blue planet of yours? Us ring-planet moons who've getting asteroids hurled at us all the time with rumors that something strange is going on down there. What creatures are doing all these things? We'd love to know your thoughts. But Moon wasn't one for gossip. So he didn't write back. Down below, the changes didn't stop. Not for a second. Things got even more interesting down there in that blue planet. Whatever was doing all this stuff, the lights, the exploding colors, the flying machines, they weren't done. So much more happened over the next few years. Moon didn't know what they were up to in the skies of the blue planet. He did wonder if it was all good things. But still... All the things, good, not so good, seemed to be taking place on the blue planet, or in its skies, which was fine. Moon was curious, but none of it concerned him. He went back to his reading material. Then, something happened that nearly toppled Moon off his axis. Moon was just minding his own business, dusting off his favorite patch of land next to an old volcano, when he heard something. He looked over at the blue planet. He adjusted his glasses. Huh, there was a rumbling sound. Then, an explosion. A contraption zipped up, up, up in the sky of the blue planet. And... Kept going. Moon had never seen anything like it. It was freaky. The thing actually left the sky of the planet and entered space. Moon felt his temperature drop a couple hundred degrees. What is happening? But this contraption came nowhere near the moon. He relaxed. Took some deep breaths. He meditated for a few minutes. Little did he know, it was just the beginning. Not long after, the same thing happened again. And this time, a piece of the contraption broke off and began traveling around the blue planet. Moon... Was not pleased. Is, is this tiny thing trying to replace me? I travel around the big blue planet. Just me. I am the one moon in these parts. But soon, there were more of these things. They were launched skyward, then through the atmosphere, into space. And they all traveled around the blue planet. Moon felt hurt. Who was doing all this? Why were they doing it? What did they want? Things were speeding up at a remarkable pace. For millions of years, not much had happened. Certainly nothing was happening in the space between the big blue planet and Moon. Everything happening, all of the roiling and the storming and the fires and the volcanoes erupting... All of that had been all the way down there. But now, strange things were happening all the time. And it seemed like whatever was down there doing all the strange things was not done yet. And it seemed like the strange things were no longer confined... To the blue planet. Even so, Moon tried to adjust to this new reality. This stuff they're doing now, it still has nothing to do with me. So they've put some stuff into space. No matter. He tried his best to go back to his reading. But then something, a machine of some kind, came hurtling through space and hit Moon right in the eye. Ow! The little thing crashed into him. It puffed out a cloud of something that made it hard for Moon to see. Moon was in shock. What was this thing? How did it get all the way from the blue planet? Moon was full of questions, but he hardly had time to contemplate them. Not long after he was smacked in the eye, more tiny contraptions came whizzing through space in his direction. few of them missed him by a bit, hurtling through the darkness. A few more of them crashed into him, thankfully not in his eye this time, which was still recovering. But still, they crashed into him. Ouch! Moon felt under attack. Why are they doing this to me? What have I ever done to them? Who is doing all this anyway? Plus, Moon could just feel them taking pictures of him. And while he was all dusty, too. Oh, so embarrassing. This was the last straw. Moon was frantic. He decided to reach out for help. The next time an asteroid came whizzing by... Moon caught it and wrote a message on it. He hurled it as hard as he could in the direction of Mars's moons, hoping one of them could snatch it up. Years went by. The asteroid came whizzing back. Moon caught it and read the message scrawled across it. Hey there, neighbor. Nice to hear from you. Us moons over here find it kind of sad that you're stuck there all by your lonesome. Blah, blah, blah. Don't need anyone's sympathy, Moon muttered. He skipped ahead to the important part. To answer your question, um, yeah. Funny you should ask, but yes, we did have something come whizzing by the red planet just recently. It did seem to come from the direction of your blue planet over there, now that I think of it. It didn't crash or anything. I'm not sure how we can help you, though, buddy. How are you handling your dust these days? I remember you told us how difficult it was, and we brainstormed some suggestions for you. Ugh, Moon tossed the asteroid away, and it sailed off into space. Harumph, Moon said. Then he was glad no one was around to hear him say that, because it was a pretty silly thing to say. (sighs) Moon felt hopeless. He closed his eyes and imagined things back as they used to be. Quiet. No contraptions whizzing around him. No hullabaloo. Nothing. Moon tried to connect with the deep darkness of space all around him. He felt at peace. Then, out of the darkness, came something steadily approaching. Something headed straight for Moon. Oh, no, not again. Moon braced himself for a crash. But this contraption did not crash. It drifted slowly down, and it landed, nice and soft. That was so gentle, Moon thought. They're not trying to hurt me. They did not want to crash into my eye and blind me. This same type of thing happened several more times. A contraption would approach and land gently on Moon. Moon got used to it. It was comforting. He even adjusted and got back to his reading material. And then it happened. Moon was just doing a little reflecting. He was always reflecting a bit, you know. Another contraption came. It landed gently in Moon's dust. Moon was used to this by now. He barely looked up from his reading. But something caught his attention. The contraption opened. And a creature appeared. And then... Another. Moon felt a tingle as the creature stepped onto his dusty surface. It was magical. Moon was overcome with feelings: exhilaration, wonder, curiosity, shock. But more than anything else, Moon was flattered. As he watched these tiny people bound around on his surface, treating him with such care, he was overwhelmed with knowing that they'd traveled all this way just to meet him. Moon had spent millions of years looking down at the blue planet. He'd spent thousands of years wondering over all the new strange things happening. He'd spent hundreds of years in shock with the pace of their activities, but it had all been from a great distance. Now he knew that somehow all of the things that had happened had led to this. They just had to meet me. It was more than he could take. When the creatures finally returned to their contraption, Moon felt like everything had changed. He was in absolute bliss. He didn't even mind that the creatures poked a tiny flag into his dust. They came all the way here, just to see me. It was all he could think about. That visit... With the creatures, with the people, to Moon, that was just yesterday. And in the hours since, a handful more creatures traveled all the way to meet him. It was glorious. Moon is still glowing from those visits. Now, when the Moon looks down at the blue planet, it doesn't feel very distant at all. It feels like he's part of the neighborhood, and he's finally been invited to the party. And if he could tap dance, he would. Alrighty, Pilar, what did you think of the story? Uh huh. Okay. Aw, friends, Pilar really liked the story. Oh, there's a butt? Oh, okay. Hmm. Pilar is taking issue with the fact that no one actually tap danced in the story. I mean, I hear you. I did say the phrase tap dance. Doesn't that count for something? Also, the moon just can't really tap dance. No feet, you know? Pilar says the moon cannot read, either, and doesn't wear reading glasses. Those are really good points. You're right, Pilar. But I do have to move on. Pilar is scowling at me, but, you know, I'm used to this by now. So I'm going to forge ahead, unfazed. Friends, going to the moon? That was amazing. People. Humans just like you and me, except, of course, if you're a baby sloth, in which case, welcome, you are my favorite animal ever. Anyway, it's amazing that we've been to the moon. And I wondered, what if the moon was a bit of a curmudgeon, a grumpy old soul, a bit lonely, but not willing to admit it? What if all of our human activity down here was a nuisance, dragging his attention from his reading material? How would he feel when he was finally included? Many of my stories come from asking questions like this, from following a thread of curiosity to find out where it leads. I want to encourage you to ask your own curious questions and to feel free to ask questions about things we can never truly know the answer to. What questions might you explore in your next story? Let me know what you come up with. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. Thanks to my in-house tech director, Peter Kay, for running my website and for putting my stories in the internet for all of you to enjoy. Thank you so much to the listeners who provided sound effects used in this story. Thank you to Luke, Ned, Gil, and Drew. I am still collecting sound effects. You are welcome to send yours to ria at littlestoriestinypeople.com. You can see the episode description for details. And huge thanks to Fern for providing this super important reminder message at the beginning. If you follow me on social media, you can see video slideshows of the art I've received from tiny people just like you, as well as some fun behind-the-scenes stuff from me. Dream big, friends, and thank you, as always, for listening in.